I'm excited about this episode. Yep. I've got shit to talk about. All right. I'm living. Yes. I'm meeting people. Oh my God. What's I've got happening? stories. <laughs> oh my God, you've come alive. <laughs> I know. I should be a podcaster. <laughs> well, should we just get straight into it? Fuck's sake. Do you know what that is? That is fucking signing up and checking in everywhere. Yeah. They're fucked. selling our information. Yeah, fucked. I get like five marketing calls a day. Yeah. This is happening to Sim as well, who I work with, and uh, she complains about it frequently too. I have to say, <laughs> i am not been hit by it yet. You don't leave the house, so you don't check in anywhere, so your information's not sold. <laughs> don't expose me for an introvert, housebound, couchbound, crazy cat lady who doesn't have cats but wishes she had cats but is allergic to cats. <laughs> Speaking of crazy cat ladies, I've got some shit to talk about today on the potty about my girl, Tay Tay. So let's get into it. Yes. We have a thousand. Yep, I know. (laughs) I know where the song goes. A one, a two. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids. We don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revs. Hello. Happy to be here with my high vibes bestie. Yeah, vibing high. Is this because you went on a holiday? I think that's what it is. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes, because you are on, like, you're back. And the craziest thing is, no sleep was had on said holiday. Yeah. Holidays with kids, a novel place to be tired. Isn't it just, and it was park life, as oh, in just you went par- to the park. Well, just park hopping. What else uh, do you do with two kids aged three and under other than go to a freaking park? Can I tell you a fun story? Hit me. So when we lived in Scotland, we were like, let's do a road trip to the Isle of Skye. Fucking six hours drive. But it'll be awesome because it's a magical place and oh, family fun times. So we did this big road trip. It took us forever to get there. We're on the magical Isle of Skye. Where do we end up? The fucking park. And I had a moment standing there in the freezing cold looking at the incredible views, but then turning my view slightly left and seeing plastic slides. Oh, fucking joyous. Soft land landing floor, whatever that shit's called. And <laughs> padded like, foam padded floor. Padded foam floor and the monkey bars. And my kids are like, mom, watch me. And I was like, well, this is fucked. It's so fucked. Could have done this at home. You know how we have a lot of DLs who are yet to be mums, mm-hmm. but want to be mums. Yep. They won't want to be after <laughs> listening to us for too long. Word. But one of the most common questions we get, what's something you wish you knew about motherhood mm. before you became a mum? Yep. And mine would be, Be prepared for park life. Death by park. Hunji P. You know what? Isla's aging out of the park. What? Yeah, like a park won't do it for her now. How good? Unless there's a friend there. She now needs a friend. But do you have an alternative activity to parks? Because while we're shitting on parks, Mm. it is easy. Well, the beach. Okay. Yeah, the beach is just far better than the park for us She's such a mermaid. That makes sense. They can run in, they can swim, they can build sandcastles, they can, I don't know, watch shit happen on the rocks, hunt for crabs. Like, (laughs) they're much more entertained and stimulated and happy on the beach. But, we, you know, you need the weather for that. The wannabe wellness warrior in me Mm. loves that. You do not want to be a wellness warrior. (laughs) I have been watching some hilarious reels taking the piss of wellness warriors Mm -hmm. and those who, like, have their MLM businesses and 
and spruik them oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it, oh, I'll have to find it and share it on our We Don't Have Time for This Insta. Yes, please. Because it's very funny. Yay. And very accurate. <sighs> Can we get into Tay-Tay? Tell me. what. Tell me all your thoughts and feelings about Tay-Tay re-releasing Red. Yes! Yeah, so cool. I do, I, okay. I am in awe of her work ethic. Set it up for everyone, just in case people don't know. Okay, so in case you live under a rock, (laughs) Taylor Swift is going through the process of re-releasing all of her albums under her own name Mm -hmm. and label. So, for example, her album Red, you can now search for it on Spotify and it will say Red Album and then in brackets Taylor's version. Now, the backstory behind this is that when Taylor first signed to a record label when she was a fetus, basically, I think she was 13, (laughs) Or something. Contractually, they own the majority of her music, even though she is the primary writer and always co producer on all of her songs. Fast forward after huge success, the masters to all of her music got bought by Scooter Braun, who is Justin Bieber's manager. Then, fast forward to last year. Scooter Braun wanted to sell Taylor's masters. Now, in case you don't understand how this works, when you produce and write music, you can own a percentage of the rights to the songs. And then things like, say, if you sell your song to like Telstra, Mm. which is a huge telco company, and they use it globally on all of their ads, like that's how you make money. And then all the streaming services, you get a percentage. But it's very complicated. There's a hectic algorithm that I know nothing about. Long story short. If you own the songs, you own the money, basically. Anytime that song gets played on anything, you get a cut. Correct. Yeah. I guess. And weirdly, she didn't own her own songs. It's not uncommon. No. Right. To not own your music. It's like how, I can't think who, but... Like when Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalogue. Correct. Yeah. There you go. Then Scooter Braun, who owned them, wanted to sell them. And Taylor Swift said, please let me buy my music. I've got a team. We're ready to go. Let's draw up the contracts. Scooter Braun then hits back at her and says, I'll sell them to you, but I want you to sign this NDA. And the NDA basically says that she can't talk about Scooter Braun in a negative light in any way, shape or form publicly. And I think there's a bit of history there. Sure. Feels like it. Hun GP. And Taylor said, no, I'm not. This is not blood money. I'm not like buying you for records. And there's a caveat. Yeah. What did Scooter Braun do? He went and sold all of her music to another record label without telling Taylor, without giving the heads up, without having any open conversation about how they could come to an agreement. Just sold them. Yeah. Girlfriend was pissed (laughs) rightfully so yes in her OG contract which is really common with do you know what's funny I was just thinking about Juz we have a girlfriend Justine who is a lawyer specific to the field of music so (laughs) if I'm saying things wrong Juz (laughs) don't be mad don't be mad (laughs) you can correct me later but in the OG contract for a lot of record labels they have a certain amount of years or decades that then enables artists to go and re-record their music if they want to now no one's really enacted that part of the contract because if you think about it if you've released a song and it's done really well there's sort of no reason to re-record it not if you're Taylor. No. Taylor. Girl is a boss. She is such a boss bitch and I fucking love her for it. But basically what she's doing now is re-recording her entire back catalogue of albums that she no longer owns, calling it Taylor's version and encouraging all of her listeners to turn their back on the industry that has turned their back on her. Yep. 
and support the musician and the artist. And because she has a not casual audience, like they are full tilt fans. Oh, the Swifties. You don't want to fuck with them. You don't want to fuck with them. They've come out in force and they're supporting her. And what a boss move. She's so clever because her songs are now going viral on TikTok. And even though she's now relaunched her Red album, she saw on TikTok that her song Wildest Dreams was trending. So while the record label who owns that version of Wildest Dreams is making money off of that, she went, fuck that, and ran into a studio, quickly got her team together, re-recorded Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version, dropped it on TikTok, and now everyone's like, everyone use Tay-Tay's version, and it has surpassed (laughs) the OG version of Wildest. Like, she's just... Like, don't fuck with her. Yeah, girlfriend is on the pulse, and I love it. She's like, hey, that's trending. I'm going to jump on that, because fuck you, big ass fucking label who's yeah. out to get the little guy. Yeah. I'm a... I mean, little guy. <laughs> Look, she's not a little guy. But like, the point no, it's is... boss. I love it. Take charge, Tay-Tay. Yes. We're here for it. So I'm having a Taylor Swift renaissance yep. in my house. So is my daughter. And she wasn't even... It's not even a renaissance because she wasn't even around for the first one. Oh my God, what's she listening to? She's obsessed with... I knew you were trouble but... when you walked in. And she's got no pitch. And it's very intense to hear her go... Ah! Oh, trouble, trouble, trouble. To this day, one of my favorite YouTube clips where someone cut that together with a goat bleating. (laughs) That's what my daughter sounds like in the shower. Oh, bless her cotton sockies. She loves a banger. Girlfriend's got good taste. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite Taylor album? Oh, okay. I have to declare. I do declare I don't know all the Taylors. I don't. I don't have a favorite album. I don't know. What are they? I like, um... (laughs) (laughs) Listen to you floundering. I like uh, the one she did with Bon Iver. What's that song? Oh, yeah. That's from Folklore. Folklore. There you go. Folklore. (laughs) My favorite Taylor album is Folklore. It's either Folklore or Evermore. I'm not sure. But I freaking love those albums. They're my two favorite albums to work to. Mm -hmm. Very productive. Yeah. Bit of a casual beat, bit relaxed vibes. Yeah, right. I would have thought it. she was more of like doing your makeup before you're going out vibe. Now, <laughs> the album for that vibe is my favourite, which is 1989. Okay. And I am champing at the bit yep. for Taylor to remix, relaunch, redeliver Taylor's version of the 1989 album because I think it's going to be sick. Yes. I just love it. I just love the taking charge. Yes. Yeah. Fuck the big Goliaths. That's all I have. <laughs> Even though you're not Sponnies, generally like to promote the big Goliath companies. Know, How many times have you promoted like Cole's ice cream? All right. Well, Cole's ice creams are fucking lit. Yeah, they're good. When they, when they stop being great, I'll stop promoting them. <laughs> <laughs> fair call. Fair call. One thing I will say is that all of the big record labels are now scrambling yes. to rewrite all of their contracts to give musicians even less rights <laughs> to recording their music like how short-sighted fools yeah give like, them more access and rights and they won't have to try and fuck you up own your ass exactly <laughs> oh. taylor swift is changing the landscape of music and i think it's incredible yeah and i think that artists and creators should get a bigger cut of the pie absolutely i think they've be been done. historically shafted absolutely and that's cool that the tides are turning it's a democratization of ownership is happening thanks to the internet and i'm really into to it. So, Revzy, yes, darling. What don't you have time for this week? I, I don't know. I thought you didn't have time for something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot of talking today. I'm, I'm on a roll. We're in like ten minutes in. Now, last week you did a reframe of something that you do have time for. Yes. Am I allowed to jump on your coattails and do a reframe? Sure. I'm just nervous that the name of this podcast is 
we don't have time for this. <laughs> we don't want to rebrand at the twelve month, the eleven and a half month mark. <laughs> sure, go for it, babe. All right, I'll try and do the negative frame then. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let me think this through. Ripsy, do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, darling? I don't have time for people not giving I can see you're not parenting a shot. Look, just say it how you want to say it. <laughs> just say it in the positive way. Go. Okay, do you know what I do have time for? What, darling? I have time for people who are trying completely new ways of co-parenting. Okay, talk it up. Love this. Context. Yes. I went away on the weekend, as you know. Caught up with a friend I have not seen in forever. Uh-huh. And she's one of those amazing friends who, she's not a surface gal. Mm-hmm. You know, within the first five minutes of conversation, we've thrown ourselves headfirst into deep land. Love it. And straight off the bat, she said to me, me and my husband nearly got divorced Oh, eight months ago. And I was like, oh, shit. And she said, no, 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 we're fine now. Oh. Because we came up with a compromise that saved our marriage. Holy shit. And I was like, tell me more. So I need to rewind back to what the pain point was that was causing division. It's a universal problem for many women in a hetero marriage where very often men, and I know I'm grossly generalizing, yep. not all men, mama, shut up. Men are very good at making time for themselves. Yeah, they are. They have children and they're like, yeah, but I love golf, sailing, hunting, surfing. Whatever. Doing a long shit for 20 minutes. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And women, for whatever reason, and I, the reason is probably our innate nurturing qualities, sure. don't make time for ourselves, put ourselves at the bottom of the to-do list. and Massive martyrs we are. Correct. Yep. And that's where I think the resentment bleeds in. And for my friend, that was the root of a lot of their arguments was she said, I don't get any time for me. It's skewed. Everything feels out of balance. You're very good at doing things for yourself. And similar to me and my husband, where her husband is like, okay, then make time for you. I'm in full support. And then she just doesn't, which is my issue. Yes. And it was causing a lot of friction. And then COVID happened, which hugely impacted both of their businesses Mm -hmm. and they both really struggled which is so awful Mm. and naturally that causes even more tension and stresses and being locked down in the home together when there are already cracks it's disastrous yes so many relationships have ended probably years before they would have because of lockdown exactly and much like what you shared before in the potty how you had a business with your ex-husband you talked about how incredibly hard that was yeah they were in a similar situation where a lot of their work was shared right so they decided to get a divorce she wasn't happy he agreed they were bickering all the time and they started talking about what a divorced life would look like for them something I hadn't mentioned is they share a son and they both concluded that they would do what you do revs which is 50 50 week on week off so they would separate their households and their little boy would split time between both households then when push came to shove and they had to take that step to file for separation i don't know the process maybe you can someone moved out Yeah. yeah neither of them could do it wow and then they had a really sobering conversation where they realized you know what we actually really like each other but All of the difficulties of raising a child and running your own businesses has tripped us up. What if we experiment and stay married, stay living together, but raise our child in the same way that separated parents would? Whoa. So week on, week off. Yes. Holy shit. Now, they have been doing this for eight months and she said it saved 
their marriage. Oh my god! So how it works? Yes, tell me the practicalities of yeah, this. Yeah, it's amazing. I asked her so many questions, so you can ask me anything, okay. and I'll relay it back. So Monday to Sunday is how they do it. So Monday morning is when you start your you clock on. Yep, you clock on. And then it doesn't end until Sunday night bedtime. Okay. Again, I need to preface that they both work Monday to Friday. Yeah. They both work for themselves. Yeah. And their little boy goes to daycare five days a week. Okay. Oh, I've got, I've got so much to say on this because then I started to ask her, yeah, but that only works for you because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. had all the answers. Oh my God. Oh my God. So what does full-time parenting look like for each of them from that Monday to Sunday? So it's everything that you would imagine if you were living in separate households. Okay. So that means every daycare or school drop off and pick up, packing the lunches, doing your kids' laundry, doing dinner, book, bath, bedtime routine, everything. Your partner does nothing on their off weeks. Okay. But one thing she said was it works because there's no expectations mm-hmm. and there's no letdown mm. when the other person isn't picking up the slack. Yes. And that's what we talk about all the time. It's yeah. all about expectation management. Absolutely. And she said, I'm a better parent because when I know it's my on week, I just get it done. Yeah. I'm more efficient. I yeah. don't have to rely on him or nope. rail at him if he's not doing something to help me. He can sit on the couch and scroll through the phone all he wants yeah. on his his off week yeah. because she knows that she's getting it the following week. So what happens if their little boy is like, mommy, when it's her off week? She'll cuddle him. She'll oh, yeah, play yeah. with him. Yeah. But what she won't do are the mundane practicalities. practical <sighs> shit that bores us. For example, wiping your kid's ass, yeah. putting their pajamas on, doing the bath time. If her son was like, mommy, can you come hang with me in the bath? Of course she would. Yeah, but yeah. it's not doing the tedious shit that yeah. none of us enjoy. The unpaid labor. Correct. <laughs> and then she said on her off weeks she goes to all her appointments yeah she organizes dinner with her girlfriends nice. and goes out for dinner with her friends without having to ask without or having to ask it. yeah and her <gasps> husband can do the same on oh, his on weeks my god what a hack so clever and then one thing and the other thing that she said was i asked her about weekends so i said what happens on weekends because don't you get to hang out together as a family yeah don't you and your husband get time together yeah and she said Well, the rule is when it's your on week, you organize all the activities for the weekend and then you invite your partner. Oh my God. So you might be like, hey babe, we're going to go to the zoo on Saturday. Do you want to come? And she would say that more often than not, because they're getting on better, she's yeah. like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. But the difference is she doesn't have to get her kid ready for the zoo. She doesn't have to pack his lunchbox and snacks. If they're at the zoo and he needs to go to the toilet, she doesn't have to be the parent that takes him. Oh, my God. It's just expected that the partner knows, oh, it's my on week. So yeah. everything's on me. I just wow. think it's really interesting. I think they should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be an international bestseller. That's incredible. So are you tempted? It made me rethink a few things. Yeah. I don't know if I could do a full week on and a full week off. Mm-hmm. I probably could. Like yeah. I can see you're sitting there <laughs> being like, of course you can. I do it. But it's made me reflect on let's get a bit more structure in our week Yeah. with expectations. Yeah. Because my husband loves to surf, but he kind of judges the week based on if the surf is good or not. And I'm a little bit over that, to yeah. be honest. I would like to know, for example, that every Tuesday and Thursday is not my morning. Yeah. So I can go to a Pilates class or go for a walk or have a lion and scroll through my phone. Yeah. But the problem is my husband's like, oh, but the surf. And I've pushed back a little bit and said, well, if the surf's not good on your day, Too bad. then do a swim. Yeah. 
Don't surf. Yeah. Dunk yourself in the ocean. Have a good swim. Try and surf in your lunch break. But mornings and evenings, we need to have clarity on whose turn it is. Because at the moment, we're winging it a bit. It's not really working. Yeah. We haven't found our rhythm and flow. Going back to my mate, one of the questions I asked her was, well, do you think this only works for you because you both work full time? Mm. What happens in a scenario where, say, if you're a stay-at-home mum? Yeah. And she said, oh, it's easy. She said, let's assume your husband works nine to five. Mm -hmm. Okay, just... Bullshit standard work hours. Yeah. She said, then you as the stay-at-home mum, your work hours are nine to five. Right. So when it's your partner's on week, yep. he gets the kids out of bed, does the breakfast until nine o'clock, and then you clock on as mum from yep. nine to five, your yep. work hours, uh-huh. and then the husband takes over in the evening. I think it's genius. Got to be home by five. Yeah. Otherwise you get fined <laughs> <laughs> for late daycare pickup. Well, I just think it's all adjustable to people's different working hours. So my big question is, now their relationship's better, she yes. says, when do they connect with each other? Because if they're, I'm on this week, you're off, when do they have time for each other? When do they prioritise their relationship? So if it was, say, her on week, mm-hmm. she might go to her husband, should we book a babysitter on Friday and go out for dinner together? Okay. So things like that happen. Yeah. And as I said on weekends, they do get to spend time together and they want to spend time together. I just think it cuts out that bickering, that nagging, Mm -hmm. that feeling like you're doing more than the other person all the time. I believe her when she says it's changed her marriage. Yeah, how incredible. She said they needed clear parameters. Yes. Well, I think if you... (laughs) I know we joke that you run your house like a business and it (laughs) works for you guys, but there is something about it. Nothing is worse in your professional life when you don't have clear job description or you don't have a clear lane or you don't know what's in your remit and what's in someone else's remit. It's when everything gets double-handled. It's when everyone gets frustrated. People get stressed. That applies to home life as well. When you don't know what your responsibilities are or you feel like you're doing too much, that's when all the problems happen. Well, you know how we were joking in Bestie Hotline last week about FIFO? Yeah. Oh, it's FIFO. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. We got 100 DMs. (laughs) It's not FIFO. It's FIFO. Okay. Well, people who are married to FIFO people, for people who don't know, FIFO is anyone who has a fly-in, fly-out job. I think FIFO families have their shit together. Yeah. They're so organized. They've got a schedule of when they're solo parenting versus when the partner comes back to help out I'm sure they divvy up the duties I just feel like I just think they're forced into the situation of being on top of things yeah I think the average family who has more traditional roles that's where it can get blurred and quite challenging and when you feel like you're picking up too much slack nothing makes me lol more than a couple who have one child who are both doing a job at the same time (laughs) like nothing makes me lol more (laughs) like when you see a a couple with like an 18 month old and they're both feeding it it's like oh babes (laughs) Oh, darlings. <laughs> Honey, you take a walk, you go for a swim, you go have a nap. One parent only needs to do this job. No, but we've all done it, we've right? We've all done it. But the like... novelty of the first child. We've all bathed that first baby together where it's like, oh, I couldn't possibly bath my child on my own. Who's going to get and hold the towel while I <laughs> lift the when baby? you're bathing three children on your own. Yeah, I know. You just get it done. That's so funny. I think this is a hack of all time. I just am like, I want to know more about their relationship. What? Tell me. Well, I just think... I can't speak on their behalf, but... No, of course. But I just think this works if the issue in your relationship is 
parent life totally. and, the, and the logistics and the change of lifestyle. It, this doesn't work if there is a core issue in your relationship. This Agreed. Is, this is not going to solve that. Totally. Um, I think it's good to point that out. I think it's really important because it, it's not like this would fix every marital problem. No, but I just thought that it would be nice to share for DLs who are like, you know what, we're floundering a bit. And I've shared this before, but in our household, something that was a game changer for me and my husband was clear allocation of duties and one of the big decisions we made even though I complain about it all the time but I actually wouldn't change it is that laundry is exclusively my job the kitchen is exclusively my husband's job again remit and we did the same thing and it worked really well for us with shifts like we had hours of the day yeah so he was always the mornings and I was always the evenings and the same thing it, it frees you up in the same way and if you can't do the week on week off that's like the baby version you can do which Absolutely. is like pick a time of day that's your shift or a day of the week that's your shift and then you know okay this is my job but tomorrow I get to sleep in or I get to do what I want I get to go out after work without asking permission I yeah. think a huge part of the resentment and problems that breed when you have young kids is the permission and the negotiation and not only managing your kids schedules but managing your schedules as a couple and as individuals with their own shit going on totally yeah the thing that I struggle with most is the assumption side of things where my husband assumes I'm just going to be at home to pick up the kids if he's running late for work yeah that kind of thing really gets on yeah but at the same time it's like just because I work from home doesn't mean I become this convenient thing for you that yeah. you get to take advantage of. Yeah, totally. I need warning yeah. just as much as anyone who's in an office that they need to go pick up their kids when I wasn't planning to. Yeah. I just think if you have a clear outline of deliverables for the week, <laughs> if you can't deliver them, you're going to let the other person know. Yeah. It's the assuming like, ah, oh, I'm going to be home late tonight. Jem will just get the kids. So are you tempted to imp- implement this not the week on week off but i went and ordered one of those fridge magnet calendars amazing stephanie pace i don't know if you follow her on instagram i, I think she's called just another mummy blogger yeah. i'm sorry if i've got that wrong but she's the organizational queen yeah and i just felt like i needed a visual board with monday to saturday where we can pencil in who's doing daycare drop off who's doing daycare pickup yeah who's doing rafa's gymnastics or who i just that way if you deviate from the plan you have to let the other person know yeah. and that's what I'm most excited about. I also got a magnet for meal planning, which oh. is so not me. Okay. But I thought, hey, maybe. Okay, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> What's like, happening here? <laughs> Do you know what it is? What? It's coming up to a new year. I was going to say, this is New Year vibes, but early, like in November, <laughs> well, like I, a pre-Christmas life overhaul. I'm, ex- I'm impressed. <laughs> Do you know what I'm impressed by? Stephanie Pace's products. <laughs> this Hashtag is, not sponsored. This is total not sponsored. But I ordered a bunch of shit yesterday and I got a notification last night saying it's on its way. Oh, and shit. then I got a, a notification this morning saying your Stephanie Pace products are on their way and will arrive today. I was like, girlfriend, you run a tight ship you'd hope so (laughs) you can take more of my money when your brand is organization you want to be organized (laughs) touche touche i think i need a a fridge calendar so i do week on week off and we're actually changing that up it's going to be a half week now oh wait 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 talk (sighs) it up okay 
All what right. prompted this? Um, we started to feel that a week was too long for okay. all of us. Like okay. it was too long between seeing the kids. It was too long for the kids yeah. to be away from either of us. Also very hard to manage professionally with, it's not really fair on your team or your workplace to be like, oh, but it's my off week. So I want to get it all done now. Or, oh, it's my on week. So I won't be able to make that. Like it's just a bit inconsistent and not very fair there. Fair enough. But mostly it was driven by the fact that we just think it's too long for the kids to go a week without seeing one of their parents. So what we're going to do now is divide the week. So he will take Mondays and Tuesdays. I will take Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we will alternate the weekend starting from Friday pickup. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to have every single Monday, Tuesday will be free to, you know, be in the office, get everything done. I've got those nights free. And then every second weekend as it is now. Oh, there's nice consistency. In yeah, that. it's and, nice. and also that means that if you wanted to do an extracurricular activity yeah. on a Monday, yeah. then that's your exactly. activity. So I go, oh, cool. I'm going to put them in swimming on Wednesdays and I'll do that every week. It's not yeah. like, oh, hey, swimming's on. Here's the goggles. Um, the new teacher's name is Stephanie. Have fun. You know, like, <laughs> it's all your remit again. Yeah. So I love that. And I don't, am I allowed to share this? I don't know. You and your ex are shaking up your living situation. So Revs is, Revs is nodding, nodding. So I'm allowed to share this. I give consent. <laughs> <laughs> but Revs is moving back into the apartment. So she originally moved out and her ex stayed in the family home but now they're doing a swap where Revs is moving back into the family home and he's actually moving suburbs yeah. so in the respect of you managing extracurricular activities it makes more sense because now that you're living in different suburbs that the activities you take your kids in are convenient to where you live yes, exactly. and if you have every Monday and Tuesday then it makes that transition a lot easier and I just think for the kids instead of saying it's Monday drop off I'll see you Monday pick up which is just a very long time for a little person and a long time for a big person I get sad like when we first separated it was quite liberating I'm not gonna lie it was liberating to suddenly have so much me time it was and I filled those weeks and I you know threw myself into exercise and I booked things well you know lockdown happened so (laughs) threw myself into exercise and cooking (laughs) and cleaning (laughs) but now that lockdown's lifted traditionally filled my off time with social things and I'm wrecked honestly by Wednesday I just want my babies back yeah. So I think it's going to be really nice to be like, drop them off on Monday. I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah. You know, it's much more manageable. It's like you've gone away for work for two days or whatever, which is totally manageable. I just think it's better for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that we can change these things. We've always said if things don't work, you change it up. You just try and be elastic, try and be movable, just get it right so it works for everyone. When they get older, we might change it again. But right now, while they're little, I think this is going to work well. Yeah. And I think what's great is that you and your ex are able to meet each other halfway on these changes. Yeah. I imagine it would be quite hard for some people who have ex-partners who are resistant. Yeah. And he pitched this to me and I was initially resistant because I was like, everything's changing so much and we have this one thing working. Why are we going to mess with it? But actually, as I thought about it more, and more I was like no that's actually a really smart way of doing things and we you know hashed it out and worked it out and I'm really pumped to sort of give it a go yay but yeah this is so interesting the idea of implementing things you would do if you'd separated but stay married I think I've it's just never genius. heard of anything like that before and I I, I agree I think there's I just genius reckon you got to add in there like date night Definitely. Like add it in as a standard. Yes. Yeah. And like have a standing babysitter every second Friday or whatever. Hubs and I talked about this because 
As we're coming up to the end of the year, he and I love to goal set. Yep, have the AGM. (laughs) (laughs) And date night came up and we're sick of lip servicing each other because we constantly say, we need to do more date night. Yeah, let's do more date night. And then it just gets away (laughs) from us. And I thought a standing babysitter is a really good idea. Whether it's once a month or once a fortnight. I mean, why not every Friday night? Yes, why not? Yeah. But we just decided that we haven't made much time for each other this year. You know what I don't have time for? (laughs) My husband. You know who I need to make more time for? Yes. My husband. You too. Right back in January, and he reminded me of this, I very clearly said to him, I really want to have a year of growth in my business. I want to reinvest and it's all going to be better for us in the long run, but it's going to require a lot of me. And he understood that and he's been really supportive of that. But now that we've reached November, he's a bit like... Yeah. Where you at? Come back to me. Yeah. And I said, okay, it's time. Next year, let's book some trips away for just the two of us. Let's get a standing babysitter. Let's do all of those things that we kept talking about that we never implemented. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. How good. And do you know what he did for me? What? He went and bought some sexy toys. What? (laughs) (gasps) Tell me. No. No. Do you know what's really funny? Bless him. That came out of nowhere, by the way. I thought you were talking about fucking fridge magnets and schedules and working hard. And then you're like, fucking vibrators. <laughs> coming up, coming in hot. So I didn't know if I was going to talk about this on the potty or not. Here we go. Well, here we are. <laughs> Do you know what I don't have time for? You holding out on this juicy combo until the fucking 30 minute mark. Well, hit me. Let me tell you a story. Okay. As we've mentioned before in the potty, my husband's love language is not receiving gifts. No. It's also not giving gifts. Fuck that. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I've come to accept that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I expect nothing, Mm -hmm. basically. Our relationship is now very much on the basis of here's a link, here's the size, (laughs) buy it, I'll wrap it if you need me to. You know, very unromantic. So Hubs, to spice things up, Mm -hmm. went and ordered a bunch of sexy toys. Oh, my God. And honestly, Did you send links or did he go rogue? No, he went rogue. He didn't even tell me he was doing this. (laughs) I love this. But I think I mentioned it in passing once or he maybe listened to an episode. No, that's what it was. listening to the potty. He listened to the episode in the potty where I said I've only ever had a bullet. Yeah, and I gave you shade. Yeah, you gave me shade. You're like, babe, a whole new world. Don't you dare close. Your badge? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Don't you dare close your legs. A hundred thousand volts in the wall. <laughs> anyway, what did he buy? Well, it arrived at the door at the most awkward time. I hope it was discreetly boxed. It was discreetly boxed, but it was one of those things. <laughs> I was trying to feed my kids dinner. And you know, kids after daycare, they're wrecked, they're ratty, and you're just like trying to shovel it in. Mm -hmm. It's like, just eat dinner so you sleep all night with a full belly. And the doorbell rang and my husband walked up to the door and went, for Gemma? Because he assumes every package (laughs) that ever arrives at our house is for me. And the I could hear in the distance that the postwoman was like, oh, no, it's for Matthew. And he was like, oh, oh, yes, that's me. And then he opened it and I could hear that he was like, oh, like this. And then I heard him scurry upstairs. <laughs> I was like, what's that about? What's this? Yeah, anyway. So I'm shoveling food with whinging, crying children. And he comes downstairs and he's like, hey, baby. And he started getting handsy with me. And I'm like, you know when you're like, no, no don't touch. No, no. <laughs> yeah, don't touch. Not time and place. <laughs> and he's like, I got something for you in the mail. And I knew instantly. I was like, oh, I bet he's gone and bought some toys. 
And I had a moment with myself where I was like, don't be dismissive. He never does shit like this. So I turned to him and I said, hey, baby, I can tell that you're very excited about whatever's arrived. I feel like I can hedge a guess. Right now, I'm covered in fucking bolognese. The children won't eat their dinner. I want to get them down ASAP. It's been a long day. I'm tired. But I can tell you're excited about this. So let's do it properly later not now and he was like okay because I didn't want to I didn't want to deflate his balloon of excitement you know like you want to deflate his what (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay all right so bolognese done kids in bed yes cut to the unboxing (laughs) tell me what he bought well fast forward a couple of days yep Oh, so you didn't get to it that night? No, I was too tired. <laughs> he read the room at that Poor point. Poor guy. He was like, Jem's really frazzled. He's like, oh, they've arrived. He yeah. went and unboxed it, set it all up, and you're like, babe, I'm so fucking cooked. Night. I feel like I'm not <laughs> and giving... And he's like... <laughs> I'm not giving enough context, okay. but the last few weeks have been... the I have been working. I am not exaggerating DLs, and I'm not glorifying no. this at all. It is completely un- unsustainable, but I have been working 9 till 11 p.m. Yeah, it's crazy. With a half hour 9 lunch. 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. With a half hour lunch break and then stopping between 5 and 7 it's to crazy. do bedtime and then continue. It's not sustainable. I'm exhausted. I'm cooked. And Hubs knows. Yeah. And we've had discussions. So he was like, I'm not going to push it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how much detail I want to go All the fucking detail. <laughs> Spill the tea. So last night... <laughs> today details go go i feel really seen go (laughs) (laughs) you've been rogered he pulled out the toys tell me in sexy time okay what did he get okay stop holding out describe i don't know i'm like i just suddenly got an awareness that my dad might listen to this episode yeah 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 yeah, yeah. next dad can you turn it off turn it off sam (laughs) jam go so he got me a double-ended dildo oh my god where one end is for penetration the other end is a, it vibrates so it's for stimulating your clitoris <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called i'm going red face <laughs> the catholic guilt is creeping yeah, yeah. in double-ended dildo and he got me a bunny oh yeah old school is it old school well, it's like the og yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. 90s <laughs> okay well apparently they're still hot yeah yeah too intense okay too much for you little rookie <laughs> I, look, so I can... easy on me, baby. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. I was convulsing. I was like, this is intense. Like, I can't handle it. Like, it was... He was doing this to you, right? He didn't leave you alone with them. Okay. I don't know if I can have this... Con- yeah, we... we okay, can... you did it together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. He actually said, these aren't allowed to replace me. Ah, yeah, yeah. Says, cool. says every man ever. <laughs> <laughs> what else did he get? A bullet. Because oh, now the bullet yeah. broke. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're not that excited. About the bullet? I'm not. Yeah. yeah but no, I was hoping for, I don't know, something. Like some, what? Something in glass, a bit of a strap on. <laughs> Whoa, Reds. We're not I'm, 50 shades. I know, but I'm just like, I guess you're new to this. I am new to this. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Well, you're a couple. I thought if it's couple play. Look, right? there was a blindfold. Oh, cute. <laughs> Did you get some fluffy handcuffs as well? <laughs> Shut up. Did you? No. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. So this is why you're in Wait, a I, I suddenly feel like, am I really rookie territory here? No, no. They're classics. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 
being facetious. Were you genuinely expecting me to be like, he got me a bedazzled butt plug and he got, <laughs> and he got me yeah. a cat of nine tails whip? And he got, like, I, just, I don't know what you're into. I well, I mean, I just feel, I just thought even telling double you. double ended dildo is a surprise. <laughs> Well, he said it's a two-in-one. Look, <laughs> it was a good deal. <laughs> it was a red special. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm stoked for you. And now your good mood is just makes so much sense to me. Oh, good on you, hub. Good on you. Well played. Well fucking played. And you needed it. You needed to relax. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I really did. It was a good release. Yeah, and what a good reminder that, like, you can work your tits off, but, like, you know... Gotta get your rocks off as well. (laughs) I'm taking the majority of December off. Mm -hmm. All I've got in December are two family portrait sessions booked. Yeah. That's it. Great. And then we're going to continue with the potty DLs. Don't worry. That's still going to happen. Yeah, no break over here. But no other work scheduled. Good, sweetheart. I'm so happy to hear it. Thank you. So happy to hear it. Got a little trip planned. Oh, yay. Where we can have no sleep again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Novel tiredness. (laughs) I love it when it all comes together. I'm like, you're high fives. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Where did he shop? Can you share? I don't know where he shopped, but I'll find out. Yeah, find out. He said... You need a reco for these things. Totally. And Hubs is a reviews reader too. <laughs> and he was like, babe, I read all the reviews. I was like, of course, of course you, you did. did. That's why we're married. I'm so proud of you. I'm so turned on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ribsy, I feel like I've just talked and talked and talked this whole episode. Babe, I get it. Hit me with your stories. I haven't got shit. I'm just so excited for you. I don't know. I'm moving house for the eighth time in three years. Yeah, but you roll with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll you know, get there. One of my really good friends is moving out of an apartment to a house and she's spiraling. Yeah. Because she hasn't lifted her roots in seven years yeah, and she doesn't intense. like change. Whereas okay. in the moment where she was sending me these streams of consciousness of, oh my God, should I be making this move? I don't know how I feel about changing to a different suburb. I mean, it went on and on. I realized that you and I are actually really good at moving. Yeah. And we're really good at change and we're done both really, a lot. we've done it a lot. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I'm really hoping this is my last move for a long time and I can just put roots down and chill. But you know me. Who knows? <laughs> can I make a call? Yeah, go for it. Let's get all crystal ball. All right. I don't think you're going to be staying where you are for long. Why? I don't know. Oh, good, good analysis. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep it to myself. Oh, here we go. And one day in the potty, I'll be like, knew it. When you're like, guys, I'm moving again. <laughs> I'm moving to Adelaide. No. <laughs> I'm not moving to Adelaide. Better not be. So is it not spunny time? Yes, I think it is. Hit me with your not span. Oh, nice and high again. Um, I said, <laughs> hit me with your not spun. Bum, bum. Okay, I've got one that's kind of your vibe. Ooh, pray tell. It's a game for kids. I reckon Rafa could even play it. I thought you meant me. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. This is for the children. I reckon I'd love it anyway. And this is really good for the if you're going away over Christmas or you're going to stay with family. It's really portable. It's amazing if you want to attempt going out for dinner with kids. Awesome. It comes in a little tin. It's called Spot It. Yeah. A lot of you as parents may already know this one. It's a classic kind of like Uno or whatever. But it comes in a little tin and it's all these cards. And on the cards is about six to eight little pictures of characters 
characters. Yep. You pull out two cards at once, and the first person to spot what's the same on both cards wins. Oh, that's cool. So there's no maths involved. Any ages can play. As long as they get the concept, which they do pick up really quickly, they love it. They will play rounds and rounds of rounds of it for hours. They can play against each other without participation from the parents. Winning! Or they can play with you. It's really, really good for, yeah, going out for dinner, car trips, plane trips, that kind of thing. Question. Yes. Do your kids play games well? I always find that when there's an age discrepancy, sometimes there's one kid that's like not doing it right and then yeah. the other kid gets annoyed and it's like, Mommy, well, he's not playing it right. I can't come to your house and sort out your personal family dynamics, but my kids, <laughs> we have worked hard on the good sport, bad sport thing. Yep. And I think they've kind of cottoned onto that now. So they know not to be a bad sport and they will try and be kind of fair. But yeah, no, they love it and I highly recommend it. It's like a little tin. You can chuck it in your handbag. Very easy. Amazing. Mm. I will say that my Rafa is not there yet. No, she's still a bad loser. <laughs> she's three and a half and just wants to win at everything. And if she doesn't, it's like a stage 10 meltdown. Then yep. I just go, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Pack it away. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> we played Hungry Hippos oh, yeah. with my mum and her. And if she doesn't get all the balls, like we have to let her win. And I, and I can't do that. No, no, no. Not just, good for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, give her a crack at Spot It. The other good thing about it is they can actually play it on their own. Like, what? Like Solitaire. Because all they have to do is pull out two cards at once race their own brain onto how quickly they can find it. How so, yeah. good. Really, really good. And where can the DLs buy Spot It? Like everywhere. Like a toy shop, uh, news agents, anywhere they have like Uno, they will have Spot It. Perfect. Yeah. Hit me with your not spawn. Hit me with your not spawn. Do do I said. Hit me with your not spawn. Do do do. I can't believe. I still can't get over that you've gotten this song over the line and now I'm fucking singing it. <laughs> I hijacked you. Go on, hit me. My not spawn is a doco. Recommendation. A Oh, good one. Yeah, I know we're at a locky D yep. and people aren't watching as much TV. It's festive time of year. <laughs> but sure, hit us. <laughs> Look, if you're having a quiet night alone, mm-hmm. I really recommend this documentary. It's called There's No Eye in Threesome. Oh, someone's on a vibe oh, God, train. I just walked someone's myself. Someone's on a vibe train. <laughs> <laughs> I walked myself straight into this one, I realised. Hubs and I watched it the other night mm-hmm. and you know, it didn't inspire anything. Shut up. Listen to the context for a second. It's about a couple who are engaged and decide to go on this open relationship exploration before they tie the knot and they document themselves It's really raw. It's really candid. It goes to very unexpected places. Just when you think, oh, this is predictable. I know what's going to happen. It becomes really unpredictable. I just think it's a really well put together documentary. At the start, it can feel a little bit self-indulgent. But then when you persevere, you get the payoff at the end. I just think it's a really interesting human story. And I get fascinated by people doing these sort of social Mm, experiments where they try and break the norm. Yeah. of what society says you should do and a look at monogamy and what happens when you break the trust or introduce external partners into a relationship and then how you manage jealousy Mm, and all of that. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. I enjoyed it more than I thought. It was one of those docos where I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. I'll just whack it on in the BG Mm -hmm. while I do some work. And next minute I was engrossed. It. Yeah. Cool. Stayed up till 11 p.m. and I was like, I, well, I need to, I need to get to the end. <laughs> I need to see how this ends. Yeah. Great. So no iron threesome. No iron threesome on Netflix. Netflix. Beautiful. Well. Cue the outro. Let's cue it, baby. 
One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Ooh, octave above. Mix it up. Why not? You're all about it now. Oh, just quickly. Yeah. When I was away, yeah. I met a DL. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, and do you know what? She was having a girls' weekend away with her group of mum friends who are also DLs yeah. without their kids. Good on them. And she spotted me and she was like, this is really awkward. I'm totally not a creeper, but I'm a DL. And she was so not. Her name was Jackie. Yay! And we had a chat. And Hi, anyway, Jackie. I was like, Jackie, we need to like hang. And she was like, yes, you need to do your live events. And yes. I was like, yes. let's make it happen. Babe, we have to tell everyone to fucking vote for us. Oh my God, we forgot. Uh, we've, we've lost all our listeners. Oh, they fuck. turned it off when they're we were gone. singing the outro. Yeah, they're like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go vote for our potty. Listener's choice at the Australian Podcast Awards. Link is in the show notes and on our Instagram. Vote for us. Yeah, we think it's too many steps for a voting process, but lots of DLs have said it took them all of 30 seconds. So help get us over the line. Woo! Love we you. love you. Bye.